Welcome to this edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. My name is Wade Bates, and today on the program we have a smorgasbord of high school athletics to talk about. If this is your first time catching up with us, we have programs every single Wednesday and Saturday during the high school sports season promoting the student-athletes across the region. Best way never to miss an episode is to subscribe at your favorite podcasting site. Just search South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. You can also like us on Facebook or follow on Twitter at SCW Prep Report. Coming up on the show today, we're going to catch up with Wapan football coach Ron Walters. The Warriors are taking part in the spring alternate season, but they're still working hard here this fall trying to get better. So we'll catch up with Coach Walters. Also, Becca Gomet's going to join us, the head girls swimming and diving coach at Beaver Dam High School. As uh, the Beavers have a Morgan McGauley qualifying for the state meet this weekend. First Beaverdam swimmer to qualify for the state meet since 2005. And then we're going to check in with Christy Mosier from Waterloo High School, the uh, Pirates girls volleyball team. They finished with a state runner-up trophy at the Division Three state volleyball tournament up in Wausau this past weekend. We'll catch up with Coach Mosier on that as well. Today is also National Signing Day. Area high school athletes can uh, put their name on the dotted line and sign their national letters of intent uh, to go on and play collegiate athletics. We have a handful of area athletes that are doing that today. Beaver Dam High School, Haley Allen is going to sign to play women's volleyball at Division II Illinois Springfield. Also, Paige Hodgson from Beaver Dam going to Northern Kentucky for women's basketball. They are in the Horizon League. Also, Natalie Jens going to Minnesota State Moorhead, a D2 school in northwestern Minnesota. And Maddie Wilkie signs her name on the dotted line. She's going to play college basketball at the University of Wisconsin. Marshall has a couple of uh, student-athletes that are going on to play college basketball at the Division I level. Anna Lutz puts her name on the dotted line. Today she's headed to UW-Milwaukee. Lori Nickel is going to Northern Illinois. A couple of Marquezan High School seniors will be playing college baseball. Sage Stelmacher will be heading to St. Thomas as they transition to Division One, And Bryce Lidl will be playing D2 baseball at Upper Iowa. And Waterloo's Brooke Mosier is going to play women's volleyball at the University of Illinois. So congratulations to all of those student-athletes as they get to take their games to the next level. Coming up on the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report, we're going to hear from Wapan football coach Ron Walters. That's coming up next on the pod. So I have a question for all you guys out there. Why is it that I see you hauling all kinds of stuff in your trucks? Lumber, ATVs, furniture, and everything is strapped down tight except you. I mean, come on, fellas. You're just as important as your buddy's blue plaid sofa. Buckle up. We're going to head over to Wapan High School right now, and we've made an effort to touch base and keep in contact with uh, the football programs that have moved to the alternate spring season come March. And we're going to uh, bring in head coach Ron Walters to see what's going on with the Warriors football program. Uh, coach, first of all, thanks for giving us some time. No problem, anytime. Hey, Coach, just uh, I guess before we kind of get into some nuts and bolts about what you've been able to do this fall, just uh, how has it been for you uh, this fall, knowing on Friday nights uh, you know, that the Warriors weren't playing? Oh, it's been very frustrating, to say the least, with uh, some teams playing and some not. It's been very difficult to sit back and uh, only do some uh, limited practices. That's about all we can do right now. So can you kind of talk about what you have been able to do with, with your kids here this fall? Yeah, we've been uh, we've been trying to set up uh, a few practices a week. I call them mini camps, two or three days a week, and uh, we'll get as many guys that can make it, and uh, we'll get all the coaches there, and we'll go through what we uh, we can for offensive defensive stall, working some fundamentals, and 
just working the basics for now because once uh, once the spring hits, we're really worried about the weather and basically where we're going to get everything everything done as far as practice. Sure, Coach. So, you know, using these extra uh, days that you've had now, I guess, to get ready for the spring in your first-year program, do you feel like you've been able to get a lot maybe more installed because you haven't didn't really get a whole lot of time to work this summer with the kids, but but you feel like you've gotten a lot accomplished here this, this fall season? I think we got the real basics down. Um, we really never had our whole program together yet, the whole – whole football team because uh we are still in a pandemic and people are still missing practices and missing school being quarantined so it makes things very difficult to get everybody there at the same time but have you seen that the kids have bought in and realized that you that you the work you're putting in the fall is gonna gonna help you out when it comes it comes springtime i really do i think we got a great group of kids and uh they're very motivated and they, they bought into what we're doing and I'm very excited for it, and so are they, I think. We're talking with Wapan football coach Ron Walters. The Warriors moved down to the alternate spring season, so they'll get practice going on March 8th. So what have you been doing? Have you been able to get out to any, any football games this fall, coach, or how have you been able to keep your football fix? <laughs> I've been uh, I've been watching a lot of YouTube football. A lot of teams, teams are streaming it. Um, so I try to catch what our uh, East Central teammates and our co-conference players and teammates and coaches are doing. Coach, I was going to ask you, too, uh, your schedule, or just talking a little bit off the air, your schedule is still coming together as, as you're trying to to work through opponents uh, for the alternate spring season? Yeah, we're going to play in the flyway. We're working really hard on building that schedule. Um, we really want to include uh, our, our JV or JVT team so uh, they get their playing time, too. And uh, another real uh, difficulty is trying to find a place to play all these games. With it being the spring, we are concerned about the, the football fields and the conditions that would would be that's one of the things that i think most schools that are non-turf schools have to work through knowing that come march 8th when you're supposed to hit the practice field correct you have no idea what mother nature is going to have in store for you whether it's going to be or six inches of snow on the ground six inches of frost into the ground or or maybe it'll be 75 who knows right that'd be great if it was nice warm out wouldn't it yeah, it would, Coach. So so obviously you have to work through a lot of those things, but had you felt that uh, obviously when the news came that, that, that you were going to have to move your season to the spring, uh, do you feel like your kids have been able to keep a positive attitude in the fall and uh, and just keep plugging along? I think that's my goal was to keep their attitude strong, and it's been difficult, but I think we've stayed very positive. Uh, my kids are very optimistic. They've heard we playing in the flyway, so they're optimistic about that. And I've had to warn them real quick, the flyway is a very good conference. So uh, don't take any of the smaller schools, perhaps, lately, because that's a very strong conference traditionally. Coach, what do you think it's going to take to get the Wapan program jump-started? Obviously, you know, they, they struggled to get over the hump the last few years. From what you've seen from these kids, uh, uh, what are you going to need to do to uh, to get this thing moving in the right direction? I'm going to keep pushing for the excitement and uh, some commitment. I know commitment's been difficult right now because some of the facilities at the school are off-limits, so it's... You know, the kids are motivated. They want to play football. They've been away from the sport for a long time, and you can see that they want to play. And they're missing it, so I think that's going to help turn this program a little bit. Coach, do you do you still have any contact days left, or what's the plan for once the snow flies here uh, with Wapan football getting ready for March? I still have a number of contact days planned. Um, we're, everything's everything's uh, depending on whether or not the snow does fly or not. Um, once that does, we may, we may move it inside into the gym if we've got room to do it. And uh, we'll keep plugging along and keep building fundamentals and uh, teamwork. Coach, numbers-wise, uh, do you know have any idea where your program's going to be come March uh, when it comes to uh, kids going out for football, or at least where you're at right now? I still think the varsity program's going to be strong between you know, 40 to 45, and, uh, and enough to have a strong JV2 team. 
And uh, right now the junior high isn't playing. Uh, that's unfortunate, but we just haven't been able to uh, to go ahead and get all the uh, necessities to go ahead in place to go ahead and support a, a junior high program as well as a high school and JV2 program. Well, well, Coach Ron Walters, I appreciate you giving us some time and giving us an update on what's happening with uh, Wapan football. And we look forward to uh, uh, seeing you play in the flyway, I guess, in practice starting March 8th. And I think the season uh, is supposed to start March 26th. Thanks for the time and good luck. Thank you very much. The Beaver Dam High School girls swimming team had their sectionals this past weekend at Germantown. And uh, for the Golden Beavers, for the first time since 2005, they're sending a swimmer to state. We're going to bring in head coach Becca Gomez. Coach, just uh, before we talk about Morgan McGauley and her trip to state, just your overall impressions and how this, this season has gone for your team, you know, with the most unique kind of, I guess, swimming season that, that we've had probably ever. Um, we were, um, incredibly blessed that at no point did our entire team have to get quarantined, which seems like a miracle. You know, I didn't know if we would make it to that point, um, back in August, let alone have a sectional and state meet. Um, and so we were just so thrilled to be able to have a accumulating event yesterday and let all of my seniors compete their last meet together as a group of them. You know, obviously you know, it shows that the girls are doing the right thing to, to try to stay healthy, but there's a lot of luck involved in that too because you never know who you're sitting by in class or, or what you're doing. So you have to be proud of the way that they, they did what they needed to do to, to get through the season, weren't you? Yes, very proud. The girls um, wore their masks like they were supposed to, at least to, to my knowledge, um, and, and worked to, to do the right things when it was asked of them. So a handful of them did have to quarantine, but they did it, and then they came back ready to work. So... Now, Coach, Very at, proud of them. at the meet on Saturday, Morgan Magali, one of your seniors, was able to uh, punch through and, and earn a trip to the state to meet. Yes, yeah, she did. Um, she has been working very hard, I would say, for the last probably several years. But specifically, I've worked with her the last two years. And she is one that even if everyone else is taking a break to play a game, she's going, can I work on this skill instead? Um and I think it paid off for her. I think she has some self-determination um, that is required in this sport. You have to have some internal motivation in order to keep doing well. And she qualified with a third-place finish in the sectional in the 100 freestyle in a time of 53.70. And uh, can you talk about the 100 and what it takes to be good in that event? Yeah, in the 100, you have to not only be able to keep that sprint speed up, but you have to be able to maintain it. Um, and you have to be able to nail your walls um, and your turns, control your breathing. Um, and it takes a lot of power in the arms. And then you have to be able to engage the legs at the right time. Um, it's a very, very competitive event and there's no room for error in it so she she nailed it you know if you watch the olympics you know when swimming you're right the 100 is one of those events where it, it's like that's kind of like one of the like the high profile is it is that the one where a lot of people want to be involved with in when they get into swimming and, and some of the best athletes are in that yep it's the the 50 free and the 100 free and, and she seems to excel at those two so. No, she qualified for the 100 and then you th in a normal year she'd have made it in the 50 is that correct in a normal year, she would have, um, and and we thought she had, but we uh, saw the rule change and realized she hadn't. Um, but we are just still so proud of the accomplishment she made. Now, coach, in both events. Now, coach, when you go to the state meet, then uh, is she gonna be she right there in the mix with with some of the best swimmers time wise in in the state. She is. Um, I mean, when you're at this level, it's a difference of seconds makes the difference of whether you are 
first heat, second heat, um, a lot of those fast times that came in are around that high 52 down to a low 50, which is an incredible time. Um, so to have her race with that caliber swimmer is going to be an amazing experience for her. We're talking with Beaver Dam girls swimming coach Becca Gomet says Morgan McGauley qualifies for the state meet. Now the state meets at Waukesha next week. Does, does it matter the pool that you're in when it comes to times, the coach? They say it does, but water's water and we're just happy to have some walls and some water to swim in. Coach, uh, can you talk about, you, you mentioned a little bit earlier, your, your six seniors that you had. Can I talk a little bit more about what they meant to your program and, and this year, how, how they've you know handled leadership and, and things like that? Yeah, these girls took this season in stride. I mean, no one really wants their, their senior year to be where their parents can't come to their meets um, and where they can't do all of those team bonding activities that they normally do. I mean, and they, they took it with a smile on their face. They didn't hear, oh, we can't do team dinners and complain. They said, okay, what can we do? And um, they said, okay, well, we can bring bottles of water, you know, assign snack duty for meats. And, and they found ways to find joy in the changes. Um, and I think that shows a lot of character for them. How big is it for your program to get a swimmer, just the, for the profile of the Beaver Dam Girls Swimming Program, to get a, a swimmer, you know, at the state meet? Um, it is incredibly um, challenging in Wisconsin specifically to get a swimmer to state. Um, and from our size program, it, it's a huge, huge accomplishment. Um, 15 years is a long time to go for a team to not have a swimmer go to state. And so we are just proud of Morgan and, and proud of all her work. So what does the schedule look like for, for the state meet? How does it work? Where does the 100 fall in, in the grand scheme of uh, where things are, if we even know that yet? Yep, so it's going to follow that same order of events, um, but they're going to do Division 2 Friday night, um, and then they'll do Division 1 on Saturday, and they'll do diving in the morning and then swimming in the afternoon. So we'll get in to warm up um, probably a little bit after lunch. We'll stay and we'll watch um, the first half of the meet, um, and then she'll hop in for her hundred right after the hundred butterfly coach how about your lower levels and swimming and where's it what's the status of like you swimming and, and, and as you try to build the program here in beaver dam um i think this year it's going to be really hard to see what the future looks like um as it's it's harder to have um those large invites that you're accustomed to with you swimming um but i think we do have uh, a dedicated swim community in our area and so i am just looking forward to having some youth come up and enjoy the sport um, that has given so much to me and so many much to others in our community and hope they enjoy the sport um, that they grow to love and swim lessons that they see they can keep going well coach becca gomitz i appreciate the time and again we all wish morgan mcgauley the senior from beaverdam high school good luck next week in the 100 freestyle at the state meet thank you so much thank you have a great day Let's head to Waterloo High School right now where the girls' volleyball team uh, came back to town with the WIAA Division Three uh, State uh, Runner-Up Trophy. We're going to bring in head coach Christy Mosier right now. Coach, uh, went up to Wausau on Saturday and ended up a uh, runner-up. Just overall, your, your thoughts on the day for your squad? Yeah, I mean, it, it was a really exciting day. We were so happy to represent our school and community and bring back um, – a you know, a championship trophy runner-up from the day. I thought we played a great game against Fall Creek. We we spent a good part of the week preparing for Fall Creek, knowing that they were an excellent team. And, you know, we kind of had PTSD from last year, losing in that first round to Aquinas. 
so we, you know, we spent a good amount of the time preparing for them. I thought we executed our game plan very well against Fall Creek. Um, we have a lot of familiarity with Howard's Grove. You know, it just, we didn't have as much time to prepare um, for them. And I felt that showed a bit, um, but we have great respect for them. And overall, it was a great day to have our seniors go out with some hardware. Coach, talk about your senior class and uh, and what that group means to the program and and, and you you personally. Yeah, it's a very special group of girls. Um, I've mentioned before they you know this group was in sixth grade the first time a team from Waterloo ever qualified for state and you know they were wearing the little beads and the pom poms and they went to bed that night just you know dreaming of a chance that they would have their turn and three out of the four years that they've been in high school to make it to state is just amazing. And to, you know, bring home a trophy in their last year, um, I think is very fitting for them. Hardworking group, humble, um, always willing to put in extra time and help the younger kids in our program. They're just great role models for the school and our community. And I couldn't be prouder of them. Talking with Christy Mosier, the head girls volleyball coach at Waterloo High School. They are the state runner-up in Division Three after uh, falling to Howard's Grove in the uh, state championship game on Saturday night. Coach, you mentioned uh, uh, earlier that y- you have a, you and your staff have a personal relationship with Howard's Grove staff. Was that kind of weird uh, playing for a gold trophy against uh, people you know so well? Yeah, I mean, um, their coach Brett Damrell and I own a business together. You know, we. Um, didn't talk a whole lot of volleyball this week. I'll admit that, but and then several of our players play uh, club together. So, you know, we knew going in that there's that rivalry because that familiarity that you know someone. Where Fall Creek, we didn't know everybody on that team. You know, so um, that made it a little extra fun. It was a great battle. It was a fun match. We we just kind of lost steam down the stretch, but we got to give a lot of credit to them because they. You know, they're an amazing team, and um, but we battled as hard as we could and stuck with them for the first two sets at least. And, um, you know, they have three Division One recruits on their team, possibly more before all is said and done. And um, so you just have to tip your hat to them, and it was just a little extra fun with that personal relationship that we do have. You were at Wausau West High School on Saturday night as opposed to the Rest Center. What was the atmosphere like for the state event? You know, I – Really enjoyed it. Uh, Wausau West was very excellent hosts. Um, they did a really nice job. Their gym kind of reminded me, you know, of what ours could have been this season, our new gym. We just didn't get to fill it up with COVID. But um, each team was given 220 tickets. And so having, you know, with the teams and media and whatnot, there was 500 people in that gym, which was, a loud, fun event. It was so fun for the girls to play in front of more members of their community and the students. And, you know, I really appreciate the students and community for making the trip. It, you know, it was two and a half hour drive and it was just a fun atmosphere in there. Um, you know, kind of reminded me of last season a lot of times and it was just a little bit more intimate than the Rush Center is. So that was um, fun as well. So it, it was a great day. You mentioned your seniors coach. What about you? You know, you just want to, you know, finished up at the state tournament this weekend, but uh, just what, what is, what is to be coming? What is uh, in store for Waterloo volleyball here over the next few years? What does your, your, your lower levels look like? 
Yeah, we're really excited about, you know, the girls um, for the years down the road. We, You know, this, the well is not dry by any means. We, we have a very competitive group coming back. We return um, four starters for sure. Um, if we had a conference, I know many of them would have made all conference. Um, we have a couple girls that we pulled up at the end of the season from our JV that improved leaps and bounds just those last couple of weeks that they got to practice with us. And um, I was really impressed with both our JV one and JV two levels this season and look forward to them putting some time in, in the off season and seeing what they can bring to keep the tradition going here next, next season. Is it, is it the point where your program is at where when you, when you sit down with your team every year and set goals, state championship always comes up uh, in that discussion? Well, I think, you know, that's, that's for us, that's, that's on the list. Um, it, it's not always that way. Sometimes we're, you know, we're kind of a one game at a time team. So that's for us kind of in your back of the mind type thing as the season goes on, but you got to put that down at the start of the year. Um, that's, that's the big prize. And that's, you know, what the girls are shooting for every season. Absolutely. And coach, you got through this season relatively COVID free when it comes to uh, quarantining players and, and having matches canceled and such. We did. We had a couple matches canceled. Um, you know, Lakeside had to quarantine for a couple of years and they came back strong out of their quarantine to finish runner up in division two yesterday. Um, so that was great for them. I know a couple other teams like Edgewood weren't so lucky with the timing of their quarantine. We did, um, have one player, unfortunately miss the state tournament. Um, and she was a big piece of our program, making us better in the gym every day. So that was, you know, really unfortunate for her. Uh, we had her in our thoughts as we were playing, but, um, besides that we did, we were, you know, once those temperatures were taken Saturday morning, um, and we stepped onto court, we're like, okay, we made it. And, um, so we were very thankful for that. Well, Coach Christy Mosier, thank you so much uh, for cooperating and getting us a lot of information on Waterloo Girls Volleyball this season. And congratulations on uh, putting another trophy in the trophy case, a state runner-up in Division Three. You bet. Thank you so much for the coverage of uh, prep volleyball and all that you do for sports. We appreciate it. I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous, too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in Wisconsin. In almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial. Because we will. This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association. Reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship. 
That's going to do it for this edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. My name is Wade Bates. Thank you so much for listening. And we need to thank uh, Wapan head football coach Ron Walters for giving us some time. Also Becca Gomitz, the head girls swimming coach at Beaver Dam High School. And Christy Mosier, the Waterloo girls volleyball coach. Again, congratulations to Waterloo on their Division Three state runner-up trophy that they put in the trophy case down at Waterloo. The high school football playoffs begin on Friday night across the region. Division 1, Watertown will head to Oconomowoc. In Division 4, Marshall is the number 2 seed. They're going to host New Holstein on Saturday at 1 o'clock at Fall River. Marshall can't host a game in Dane County because of local health regulations. In Division 5, Marquezanne gets a forfeit win over Westfield. They're going to wait for the winner of Wyweega, Fremont, and Howard's Grove for Friday night the 20th. Waterloo travels to Cambridge as well in D5. Division 6, Ozaki travels to number one seed Randolph and Cambria Friesland's a two seed in that pod. They will host Burlington Catholic Central. Some non-playoff games. Marquezanne picked up a game at Reedsville. That's a six o'clock kickoff to replace the Westfield game. Iowa Grant and Fall River will play on Friday night. That's actually a game you can hear on WBEV and watch on the DailyDodge.com video stream. I'll be heading to Fall River for that one. Dodgeland is home against Partyville. The Horicon-Houston Ford football team's season came to an end because they couldn't find a game for this Friday night in non-playoff style. So Shannon Miller's squad's year ends at 2-1. and one. We'll have a high school football rewind show on Saturday morning. We'll hear from all the area coaches about Friday night's game. Again, if it's your first time listening to the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report, please subscribe. We have shows every single Wednesday and Saturday. When you subscribe at your favorite podcasting site, you'll always be alerted and never miss an episode. Like the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report on Facebook. Also follow on Twitter at SCW Prep Report. Until Saturday morning, my name is Wade Bates. Thanks for listening to the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report.